So, Oscar, in your, in your junior year at Christmas Addicts, uh, you guys win the state championship, uh, and it was the start of a, of, a, of a long winning streak for you. What are your fondest memories about that first year uh, playing on that state championship team? It, unexpected. Uh, uh, unexpected. Uh, Non-believing uh, event to occur. Uh, the guys, y'all knew them. Grew up with them, uh, and we just played well together. I mean, you know, it's just you know, it's almost like it was, we were destined to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, we got into some tight games uh, against Muncie Central, which was had a powerhouse for, forever, and we beat them in the semifinals and went on to win the state against Gary Roosevelt, which was an all-black team. Team, yes. Uh, but but it just it just seemed like it it all worked it all worked well. Uh, we played very well together. Uh, Ray Crow had gained a lot in terms of. Of coaching awareness, and so all those things blended together. And it, because I thought in '51 they they should have won the state championship then, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, they won it in '55, and I thought that we played so well together. And, and, and really, what what is, is interesting to me is that the city of Indianapolis came together so much because Indianapolis was a difficult town to be in in terms mm -hmm. of, the, of the clan. And mm -hmm. I got started. Yeah, There's a lot of racism there, but when we played. Instead of calling us Christmas addicts, they call us Indianapolis addicts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the white cheerleaders, when we got into the state championship, would come over and, and cheer for our team as well as our own cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. And and the town just went crazy, man. And they they went crazy. I mean, I must say this: that, that there are a lot of bad things that happen to you in life, but there's some good things. There's some great things that happen, and that was a great thing. But to see that how our little basketball team, little, little ten or twelve black kids from all over all over the South coming up to Indianapolis play helped change the city. Mm -hmm. Helped change the city and well the way they thought about us because we were real gentlemen. You know, mm -hmm. we won, we didn't mm -hmm. tear up anything. because uh, of Ray Crow, we didn't have any problems on our team. Between the principal and Ray Crow, the basketball coach, they they instilled in in each of the members of the team the importance of of, of being uh model uh, participants and good sportsmen. I think so. I think because they hired Ray Crow, who would, had gone to a, uh, grew up in an all-white neighborhood and went to Indiana Central, they wanted someone who'd been around whites. And so Ray never got a technical foul. I mean, he didn't raise his voice to the referees or anything. I think they appreciated that. But but then still, he got he got the message across to us. And 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 uh, but but he would always say this, you know, if you know he, and in those days. He went to a homeroom for attendance to see if you were in school, mm -hmm. and he had all the basketball teams in his in his midday room, and he put all the grades on the wall. You think that's not the, yeah? <laughs> if you got bad ones, that's embarrassing. Yes, and you know, so therefore, guys would would fight to get grades because he said, if if you don't if you don't pass, you're not going to play anyway. Mm -hmm. So if, if you hear you hear you're smoking or drinking, you're not going to play. He said, I don't have to see you. So so he was a. He was, and you know, he was, he was, he didn't seem to get mad, but he, 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 you knew when he said something that he meant it also, which is great. And I think at that particular time, guys needed that. You know, you know, when you, when you live in the, in the ghetto, some parents have fathers. My mother and father got, got divorced when I was probably um, in my sophomore year, you know. You know, you need, you need that. You need something, man, because, you know, when you, when you grow up and start becoming a teenager in the ghetto, man, you, you think, you think you're a man. You think you know everything, mm -hmm. but you don't know everything, to be mm -hmm. honest. And so Coach Crow was able to keep you guys in yeah. focus, and, and and as my grandma would say, 
walk in the straight and narrow. And also, Tom Sleep was there all the time, and had a guy named Lonzo Watford, who was a foot, who was the athletic director. Uh, Russell Lane was a principal who always talked about go to class, get your books, do these things. And he had some had some great teachers. I remember that guy named John Sutherland was a big man. You know, they didn't take anything off of you. Know, you know, I had one professor in the class when you, when you say you uh, say you don't know the answer, said, you can't say that, sir, young man. Say I can't think of the answer now. Yeah, he said because you're going to get the answer. Yeah, you're going to get it. But said, tell me, you stay in this class long enough, you're going to get it. <laughs> that is so true. I never forget that, Professor. At all. Yeah. So your senior year, Oscar, you you guys, uh, this is probably the pinnacle of your high school career. As a senior, your team goes undefeated, yeah. and you win the state championship. And it was the first time in the history of Indiana high school basketball that a team ever went through the entire season, won the state championship, and was undefeated. Kind of re- relive some of that with us. Well, when we started to practice that year, and I was the only starter left from the team, from the starting team that, that won in 1955. And Coach Crow said, well, he says, um, what are we going to do for guards? You know, he says, um, uh, we need someone to play guard. I, so I told him, I, I said, Coach, I can play guard. Which also I did in the park. I mean, see, people don't realize mm-hmm. there is that, uh, that when you're in the park, you play everything. Mm-hmm. You don't just play mm-hmm. one no position. No, 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 no position. So, so therefore, I told him I could play guard. So I went in the backcourt, and a young man named Albert Maxey came up from the, from the, from the reserve team. And one of the guys named Bill Brown, uh, who was played with me uh, in the seventh and eighth grade, and maybe the freshman got on the varsity as well. And we had uh, my brother started for a long time at forward. Then a kid named Eric Sushi took his place, and a guy named Stanford Patton. Uh, he went on to he was went on to play junior college ball in California. He was the greatest scorer in the history of junior college ball in California while he played out there. Mm-hmm. So. So we had a pretty good team, you know. We went out, we got together, um, you know. And and I, there were no no jealousies at all, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, uh, about the team, we just went out there, great defense, man. We we guarded. I mean, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure those white kids said, man, these guys got too many hands, man. Mm-hmm. We were all over. I mean, we compressed them. Everyone, everyone was a great athlete. We up and down the court, and and if they missed. Boom, the ball was down the floor so fast, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I don't guess they've seen that before. Mm-hmm. So, Oscar, you talk about the, the, the team being unselfish. So it's your senior year, you're playing Sacred Heart, and the players decide oh, they're, yeah. they're going to they're gonna feed the ball to you. Well, or get the ball to Oscar. So they would pass up shots to get the ball to you. And uh, you ended up scoring 62 points in that game. T- tell us about that game. Well, it was, it was I wish, I, to this day, I wish they hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really need that. I mean, you know, you know, some, some things just don't bother players. Scoring didn't really bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a player from Washington High School named Jerry Lawless who scored 48 points uh, to, to, to break a record I had uh, in the city. And they decided at that game that uh, they were going to get me the ball so I could break this guy's record. I said, listen, I, I said, don't do this. You know, I said, please don't do that. I said, I don't want you to do that. Anyway, I, mean, I didn't think, I didn't, I thought, I didn't think they were going to do it. They kept throwing the ball. I mean, I, I'm open so much. I mean, I just had shots. So mm-hmm. I, I got 62 points and that coach, that coach was so upset 
from Sacred Heart, they would never play us again. And actually, they were one of the first schools that agreed to yeah, play you guys when the Catholic schools. Yeah, the Catholic the right. schools were the first ones that <laughs> played on Christmas so, Saturday. So after that, after that, we could never play them again at all. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't play us at all after that. Coach was very, very upset about it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I often wonder if your coach Ray uh, Crow really got the accolades that he should have gotten Oscar and and, 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 and six years his record was 154 and, and, and 14 and he won two state championships uh, 154 and 14 in six years and two state championships and I, you, I often wonder if yeah. he really got the accolades that he should have gotten. No, particularly based on the t yes. the times and circumstances. In '51, he should have been coach of the year when he got to the finals. Mm -hmm. It's funny. It's, it's ironic that you would bring that up at this point because we decided at one time uh, after Ray Crow had uh, finished his coaching, of course, that all the players got together, George, and gave him a trophy as, as coach of the, of the decade, coach mm -hmm. of the century, mm -hmm. because he was overlooked for coach of the year. Mm -hmm. They just thought that we had so much talent that we could win in spite of everything, which I, but then that was racism. It was all of us, nothing but racism mm -hmm. for them, to, them not to, not to really, because not to really honor him for, for doing this, mm -hmm. to be the first team to, from Indianapolis to win in 55, mm -hmm. They're the first all-black team to get to the finals in 51, mm -hmm. to win in 55, and to go undefeated in 56. He was never, ever coach of the year. And without a home court. Without and we, we, I, and I'm trying to be polite and not mention about the referees because I know Coach Crow used to always tell, tell the yeah. team, play so well and get so far ahead that the referees can't influence he, he the said, game. He said, at least, he said, at least get 10 points ahead because then they, then they can't bother you at all. Mm -hmm. He always said that, you know, and he was right. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But 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 uh, he was a, a good coach. Uh, uh, did a lot of great things for a lot of players. Helped helped the school. It was a was a model, you know, for for the white community really to look up to and, and say how well how well his players acted before the game and after the game as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I always I would admire him for that. But no, he was never ever voted coach of the year. Never, and I, I, it, it, that's ironic. Mm -hmm. Some coaches would, uh, I mean, Milan team, uh, they won in '54. They beat, made a movie. Made a movie Hoosiers. They beat a team called Muncie Central, who had the best team in the state that year. Mm -hmm. uh, but the movie was not about Milan playing Muncie. Was Milan playing Christmas Addicts? Yes, but that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's almost it, it what really I know Bobby Plump, you know Bobby Plump very well. I will never see the movie because, you know, I think some, some things in movies should be honest. When you make a movie about Hoosiers, people think that it was it was a white-black thing, but it was not. Mm -hmm. They played, they beat a team called Muncie Central. They had two black guys on the team, mm -hmm. and they never should have beaten them. I always said, if Attic had had Willie Merriweather and Winford O'Neill, who got hurt, they, they were all state forward and all state center, we didn't want to state that year. But we didn't have those players, so that's water over the dam. Mm. But but Milan went on, won, beat him at the buzzer, and they made a movie. Hoosiers was not about them playing Christmas Addicts mm. at all. And producers took the liberty to, to make it sensationalized. Yeah. Well, the people believed it. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it to me, it was, you know, it, it's, it's a lie. It wasn't true. The most stellar high school basketball career in the annals of uh, of. Uh, 
Indiana basketball at that time. Two state championships, uh, a 45-game winning streak. You had the most points uh, in a single game, most points in a regular season, most points in a career, and most points in a title game. Uh, uh, when you look back on your four years in high school, what was your, what was your proudest moment? Well, I'm going to say when I graduated, you know, because uh, my brother Henry, um, he and I almost graduated at the same time. Mm-hmm. But to graduate, you know, I mean, I mean, because because no one in our family had done that before. Mm-hmm. Same thing in mine. So, so, so I was real, real, very, really proud of that. Uh, and 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 to and and to be in a in a school where you were accepted for who you are. Uh, my teachers never said anything about basketball to me. None of them. Mm-hmm. They would talk about education a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we were in the midst of winning championships, they never said one word about that. Where are you going to go to school or anything like that? Mm-hmm. And I I thought that I thought that was great. I, I really appreciate the time I spent at Christmas Adams. I appreciate the teachers and the culture. And, and how I befriended people that, you know, you, you were there accepted for what you did. If you didn't do well, you were told that. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that, meant, that meant a lot to me. Basketball was great, but that was, that was just the beginning for me for basketball. And I, I, although I didn't realize I'd do now, mm-hmm. but, but I was happy to win because, you know, I never forget a good friend of mine named Dr. Dr. Bill Swatts, mother and father, worked at a, whoa, I don't know where they worked. Anyway, they could go down. Actually, wanted to brag, gave people something to brag about, George. I mean, you know, you know, when you go on these jobs, and I had to say a lot of whites, you know, well, you black guys, you're not smart enough to play. You're not going to beat our guy. When you beat them, boy, they could not. To go there and be able, for them to be able to brag about winning was wonderful for them. And 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 for me to be a part of that, give them the bragging rights, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved I really, I really cherish those moments. So the time comes now, Oscar, you, you've concluded your high school career. Uh, you now have to take your intellectual skills and your athletic talents to the next level. And the next level is, is college. Uh, what There's so much said about your athletic endeavors and not enough said about your academics in high school. You finished in the top 10th of your class in, 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 in high school. You were 16 out of 171 students uh, your senior year. And, uh, and you, you achieved as well in the classroom as you did in basketball. And I, I want those people who watch this video to know that you 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 were just not a great basketball player, but you achieved equally well in in, in the classroom. And how were you able to balance the basketball and the academics? Well, here again, here again, uh, it's, I think it's 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 a credit goes to the teachers at Christmas Adams. I mean, uh, they just said, "Hey, look, you're going to do just like any other student in this class." Give you the work to do, and you got to get it done. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to graduate. Uh, uh, I wanted to do well in school because my parents insisted on that, and and and, and my classmates were doing well. You know, mm-hmm. people around me. You know, I didn't want to be just be lagging behind and getting and not passing classes. But I so I studied. Mm-hmm. I studied in order to do the best I could. Um, sometimes me playing, you know, you don't often get the chance to do as much studying as you can. But I tried to do as much as I could. Mm-hmm. So now the time comes and you've got your degree 
and and you're and it's off to college for Oscar Robertson. Uh, early on, uh, the story is told that you pretty much in your own mind, even though you hadn't said anything to anybody, uh, had settled in your own mind that you're probably going to go to university, uh, Indiana University. You had a lot of friends down there, and uh, and so you go down to. Uh, to Bloomington for a visit, and all of a sudden, after that visit, you you decided that well, maybe I'm not as interested in IU as I thought I was. Tell us about what happened. And then, by the way, the basketball coach at that time at IU was Branch McCracken. Branch McCracken was the Navy uh, roommate of my coach at Cincinnati, uh-huh. where I ended up. But I'll, George Smith. Yeah, I'll tell you the story. Uh-huh. Ray Crow gets me one day and said, "You know, Coach McCracken wants to see you." So I said, well, okay, because I want to go to IU. Mm-hmm. So I get in the car, we go down there to see Coach McCracken. We sit down at the desk, and he keeps us waiting for a long time, you know. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. Mr. McCoy said, I'm going to be here soon. In about 45 minutes, they kept you waiting. Yeah, and Ray Crow, he, he wouldn't say a word. You know, he said, okay. So anyway, George, Branch McCracken came in and sat down. He didn't say hello or anything. He said, I know you're not the type of kid who wants money to go to school. So I'm actually, what's he talking about? Mm-hmm. I looked at myself, looked at my coach, back at Coach McCracken, and he said a few other words about, about getting money to go to school. I said, Coach, I want to leave. You know, I'm, I'm so naive. I was so naive. That I thought he was insulting me. I didn't know you, you, you <laughs> could get money to go to school. No, what I'm asking him for money to go to school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to grow up the way I did with my mother and father being involved in the church, I, I for him to say that to me, I, I thought that was the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so he, he he left you with the impression that you were on the tape that you 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 could be bought. Yeah. So so therefore, so I I just I just I just walked away. I came I came uh, back with Ray Crow uh, to school and never heard from Master Parkinson's. since. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, now you you had thought early on you're going to go to IU uh, out of high school. So now you're not going to IU. So it, as we would say today, it, it opened up the recruiting. Yeah. So what uh, schools uh, 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 appealed to you once you decided that you weren't going to go to IU? There wasn't a lot of recruiting. I must tell you because I was in I was in varsity track and I went to the state state uh, state meet, mm-hmm. and also I was on the all star team. As long as you're involved in, in a uh, high school sport, you can't talk. You couldn't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I looked at Purdue, but Purdue had had a they had I must tell you, George, they had four or five black guys on the team. They only played two of them. Mm-hmm. Two guys were all were all, were all Americans. Made the big made the uh, the the, the, the Indiana All Star team. Wouldn't play them. Uh, Kentucky was out because of Adolph Rupp. Mm-hmm. Louisville was out. They didn't have any blacks down there. So, wouldn't we try to recruit you too? Well, he sent me a little. Thing about the pyramid, which I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, no one did that you know, mm-hmm. in those days. Uh, and then uh, I went up to, uh, uh, I got a call from Michigan, went up to uh, Michigan State. But the interesting thing, when I went up to, uh, I guess it was Michigan, mm-hmm. I flew up there, mm-hmm. got off the plane. Oh, in Detroit, yeah. yeah got off the plane, sat there, waited, waited. Nobody came to pick me up. I sit there for hours and hours and hours. Then when it came to pick me up, so then I asked this lady, I said, when is the next plane back to sit? Indianapolis. So I just got on the plane and came back. 
and they and then they they invite you up for a visit and didn't even know you were there. Never never picked me up at all. They 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 gave me a ticket to come up to up to the school, but no one picked me up at all. Mm. So that's yeah, all right. So then 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 I decided that I wanted to get a business degree, and I decided on Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't too far from home, you know, and so so that's where I, that's where I landed up. Mm-hmm. So when you arrive at in Cincinnati, oh, the yeah. summer before you you officially enroll in school, you you're working at a uh, was it Crystal Barrel? Uh, no, Queen City Barrel. Queen City Barrel. Uh, you were working there, and that was your first summer job. And you almost got fired. What happened? No, what happened is that I put up, they put me up a, a, a hoop and I couldn't shoot during workout times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, so even lunch. So I'd go out and shoot a lunch and they said, no, you can't do that. You, know, you, can't, work, you can't shoot the ball until after five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that was the problem there with that stuff. Yeah. But uh, but it, it was uh, interesting because uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that, that Cincinnati had a, had, a, had a rule that, they didn't have any blacks in the dormitory, man. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, there's so many things that you don't know. Because about. when you went to visit, you really didn't see much of the campus. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I went to see Jackie Robinson play uh, baseball. Uh-huh. I saw all, all the blacks in the stands, but I didn't realize they were sitting in right field. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize that section was segregated. I huh? really didn't. You know, I said, man, man, I said, this must be a great city because there are a lot of black people here. Mm-hmm. When I got to Cincinnati, there were no blacks in the <clears throat> I got to school with four of the guys, I'll never forget their names, Leon Love, Burke Dorsey, Joe Reeves, and Roland Shea. Mm-hmm. Five of us were in the athletic program. Mm-hmm. And they had me with a guy named John King from Camilla, Georgia, mm-hmm. scared to death of the white people. <laughs> I mean, scared to death. I mean, he, he I said, man, listen. He said, man, should I go, should I go to class? I said, man, yeah, go to class. Anyway, he left school. Mm-hmm. So, so then I got uh, Paul Hogue came in as my roommate after that after two years. But it, there was a, it was really something. But mm-hmm. it, it was it was a good experience, you know, because a different way of life. Uh, you had to make different different uh, transitions with what you had to do. Uh, over, overall, I'm gonna say this overall. I won't go into detail. I enjoyed the experience at Cincinnati, but there were some trying times. We're but, gonna talk about it, but but it was it was very. I, I enjoyed. It. 